You're listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic life. What's up? What's up? Happy Thursday, everybody. I am so glad you were able to come in and join in on Holistic Living with Hazel. Let me tell you guys, <laughs> it has been a day. Mighty, what's up, girl? Hey, girl. How are you? <laughs> so good to see you, to hear your voice. Okay, say that again, my How are you? <laughs> it is so good to see you here. See it your is... smiling face, hear your voice. So let me building. tell you about this smiling face. Okay, this morning it was, um, I would say, very trying to the point where I got up two hours late and literally missed all meetings, right, for the morning. Can you believe that? You know what? Life be life, and but you know what they say is not how you start, it's how you finish, right? That's right, and so. I'm finishing right here at Holistic Living with Hazel. There it is. A great I place to finish. Yes. I want to thank you guys for tuning on in. Tuning on in. The voice you hear is my co-host, Maidy Horn. And then I have my other co-host on the, on the show as well. She's on the line, y'all. Uh, Dr. Madison, are you there? I am here. How you guys doing this evening? We are, can you hear me well? We do. We do. I thank you for showing up. Did you hear what how my morning was, Earl? I I did hear how your morning was, <laughs> and I have had those days. You have to just pause and reflect and say, "Hey, I'm going to restart at this moment in this time." And then take it from there. Everything else is done. You so are now we're here at this moment, and I'm excited to be here today. So thank you so much, and I'm excited to have you here. I was telling uh, my producer Wayne, "What's up, Wayne?" It was uh, how you is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I is fine. Oh, yes, wow. <laughs> yes, I thank you, Wayne, for um, this is a uh, Wayne is their first first time producing the show, so oh, I yes. thank you for uh, t- uh, helping me through this process today. Yes, ma'am. And get ready for the shenanigans because we have it here on the show. Okay. All right, sure. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Guys, I want to thank you again for coming and tuning in to Holistic Living with Hazel. We can be reached on all social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Holistic Living with Hazel, as well as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Real 1100 AM and Apple Podcasts. I'm just thankful for that for those outlets, guys. And we are going to dig right on in if it's okay with Dr. Madison and my 80 horn. Yes, it is. All right. Let's go. So today, guys, we are, hold on, let me make sure I got all my handles right here. We are talking about something um, today that's near and dear to me, and that would be programming. Um, programs that reach our community through um, different outlets, um, institutions. Uh, we hear we have community programs that are funded um, in various ways. Uh, we also have institutions like our juvenile courts and our, um, our adult court systems, um, also schools that offer different programs. So we're going to dig in and dive in on these different programs. I'm going to we're going to specifically talk about the program that Dr. Madison and Mighty Horn have started, but we're also going to be asking them questions in reference to just programs in general, how effective they are, um, what we need to do in order to, um, if we're interested in starting programs. So we're just going to dig in um, to that because it is very dear to me, um, having been in this field for over 30 years and just seeing effective programs even go down to the wayside because they're weren't effectively ran or they weren't effectively reaching uh, those they, they that they intended to serve. So we want to break that cycle because whereas we know that programs are not the solution, but they are certainly part of the solution. Absolutely. And we want to make sure that if we're doing this, we're going to do it the right way. So y'all ready? Let's do it. Okay. So first, I want to ask both of you all just to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourselves and what was the inspiration behind Artworks Free? So I'll let Dr. Madison start and then I'll follow behind her since she's not in the studio with us. So I'll let her go first and then I'll and I'll piggyback out off of her. Okay. 
That sounds great. Well, I mean, I can tell you a little bit about myself very quickly. Um, our our nonprofit, Artworks for Ina, uh, is focused on the arts and bringing art education experiences to youth to help with healing and development. I am not an artist. I am a, a scientist by training. Uh, my field is in oncology, and so trying to do what I can do on every day to reduce the burden of cancer on patients and families. Um, but through, you know, utilizing the skills that I've developed over the years and working with my siblings, we started our nonprofit really from scratch to try and honor the life and legacy that was lived by our younger sister, Ina Horn. So she passed away, wow, it's been over 14 years now, and um, it really was a trying time for us. And she was an amazing artist of so many facets, facets and sorts. So she was a she painted, she drew, she did craft, she did um, this design, uh, and she was a Renaissance woman, a modern-day Renaissance woman. She had a beautiful, beautiful singing voice, and we found that just in watching her, and she was very emotional and very, you know, outgoing, and a lot of her expression and her healing and her managing of situations was through the art. And she really felt that, you know, art existed in every kid that she interacted with. Uh, and so we wanted to take and extend her legacy through programs and activities in our nonprofit in a way that we can show children and youth and their families as well, one, the healing power of the arts, but also, two, that if you just take the time to have the right people around you, that you can utilize your artistic expression in so many ways. Um, so that's a bit about me and a bit about artworks. I'll hand it over to my sister, uh, my AC, who's in the studio with you to tell you a bit about herself as well as her views on our inspiration for our nonprofit. Sis, I mean, you just, you <laughs> always just bring it all together. So, you know, it's just well, amazing. Well, hey, you're my pee to my pot. So <laughs> hey, well, I got you. You know I got you. But um, like my sister said, I'm my AT Horn. I um, am a co-founder of Artworks for Ina, our nonprofit that's based here in Atlanta, Georgia. We hail from College Park, Georgia. We are children, daughters of Atlanta. We were reared here. We were raised here. We did our schooling here. We matriculated through the Fulton County school system. Um, my sister always, like, her thing is that we're not artists. And, you know, per her, she's not an artist by profession, nor am I. I'm actually a licensed therapist. But I like to think that I'm an artist. We grew up singing. We sang with our sister, who we started our nonprofit for. Um, we played instruments, and we still carry those talents, even though we don't utilize them in our day-to-day -day work um, as our profession. But as a part of our nonprofit, we absolutely bring that spirit and that energy when we work with our kids. Um, and as Asani mentioned, you know, our sister was really and truly our inspiration and her love for the arts. Um, she passed away at a very young age. Um, she was, as my sister mentioned, as Dr. Madison mentioned, truly a Renaissance woman. And we just wanted to continue her legacy and honor um, her love for the arts and sharing the arts with young people and really kind of enhancing how the art really, how the arts really help to, you know, grow people and grow young people in particular. So, yeah. Wow. I'm in awe. <laughs> I'm in awe. What I do know with dealing with programs is that, you know, they, they have to have an inspiration. They have something, they have to have something that drives um, the passion behind the program, right? Absolutely. And you guys certainly have that with your sister. Um, and yeah, and it shows. It really does show. So I and think I'm so guys, glad. Mm -hmm. I'm, sorry, I'm so glad it does because, you know, having siblings and a sibling network, so they're six of us. So my younger sister, Ina, who passed away, was surrounded by brothers and sisters on both ends. So I have to shout out uh, my brother Christian, my sister Nigea, my little brother Ira, um, who were our support system not only through the passing of our sister, but through the development of this nonprofit. And all of our programs are housed within Artwork Studios, which is owned and ran by my older brother, Christian, who is, you know, the epitome of an artist. So we, we lend a lot to his skills. And I think it really just speaks to, you know, the value of having a network and a system of people who may not all be experts in one thing, but the, the, the joining of their talents and their passions creates just magic. And I think, you know, that's the joy of um, having siblings who you love and are passionate about the same thing. Yes, absolutely. You all talked about um, the program in in reference to um, just some of hitting on some of the things that, you know, your sister was involved in. And I wanted to find out 
what type of services um, you all offer and provide through Artworks for Ina? Um, well, as we mentioned earlier, Artworks for Ina is a nonprofit, an arts education nonprofit with our mission and vision of just sharing of the love of art um, with the youth of Atlanta and how art can just enhance your life in so many different ways. Um, and as a part of that, you know, we have several programs um, as a part of our nonprofit, one being the HEART program, which is um, the acronym is HEART, which is Healing Expressive Art Therapy. And, so, and it's a therapeutic art workshop. And I know we're kind of going to kind of delve into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a photography program where we, you know, work with the young kids on just the, the skill set in terms of photography and how you can kind of really build your brand around photography and podcasting and such. And we do pop-up workshops. So all of our programs are actually free. And really is, oh, like what? you said, it's, say that again. All of our programs <laughs> are free. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, like and the this, capital F free. And you know, in the age of 2022, that's unheard of, especially with art programs, because they can be costly. Yes. But we've made it our purpose to be able to provide those programs at no cost because we are that passionate about you know, what we do at Artworks for Ina. Hold that thought. I just need to let our listeners know, again, we're saying free. Guys, when we talk about, and she's going to go more into the other uh, services that they provide, um, but when we talk about just the arts, like you said, um, my background, knowing the arts, it's very expensive, very expensive. And so a lot of our kids don't ever have the opportunity to even see what their talents could possibly be. They don't even, we can't even find out if their raw talent is there because they never are exposed due to the lack of funding. So for you to say, just to start telling me the type of programs, and then when you put free behind it, Look, I'm sold. I'm sold already. <laughs> and, you know, and even Hazel, to kind of even piggyback on that, when we were coming up through school, we had band, we had chorus. You know, we, we were exposed to those things. And, you know, due to cost and funding cuts and cost cuts in education, a lot of those programs have been taken out of yes. the school. So even, you know, the school is no longer an avenue you know, for some of our youth to even be exposed to the arts. So it's super important that we provide, we are responsible for our young people and we are responsible for exposing them to things like the arts. And it's mm-hmm. important for us. So yes. I'm biting at the chips. What other arts do you provide? I'm I'm, I'm just here for it. <laughs> Dr. Madison, I'll let you, I'll let you chime in. Oh, sure. So within our programs, we, and I remember, I'm just going to start with this. I remember sitting in the living room with my siblings and my parents were there at the time as well puzzling through how we wanted to format our nonprofit to talk, tackle everything that consists of the art. So we have workshops and programs that focus on dance and movement and choreography. We have visual arts programs that focus on using, you know, tactical methods to, to do painting and drawing, but also thinking about where we are in 2022 and after the pandemic and the, you know, just the merger of virtual and digital art trying to incorporate that within our program, but also music development, production, and songwriting as well. So if you if you think about, to your point around the raw talent that exists in our youth and who may not even have the opportunity to, to, to express or to utilize that talent, you know, sitting, having our nonprofit sit within a recording and dance studio, which is owned by my brother, and seeing just the look on the faces of the youth who walk into a high-functioning, state-of-the-art uh, recording booth. They're seeing the buttons. They're look, thinking about, oh, I saw this on a music video, and they're in the booth with the mic, and just being able to, it's, it's, it's palpable, right. and it's so inspiring. And so we want to give as many facets of the arts as we can, and we have, we're, not, we're just getting started. We want right. to bring so many different areas of the arts and have a, a building that people can come to and just express themselves on a daily basis before school, after school, in the summer, where it's just a collective of minds who are thinking along the same line of enriching our youth in the area of the arts, which I think is the basis for life, honestly. Right. Maeri, what does a typical day at, you know, when we walk into those doors at your program, what does that look like in each individual? So we have have, uh, art, we said we had the studio where we're doing um, production, right? And then we have um, photography, we have dance, so what what does that look like? 
Oh my gosh, it's it's so hard to articulate just being able to walk into that space, just creative genius, like literally personified. And, you know, just to see our young people, kids so young who have amazing voices and who are just brilliant with no training, who are able to draw and paint like, you know, world-renowned artists. It's just amazing to really just to kind of watch their development. It's 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 a sight to see. It's nothing like you've ever heard, um, heard or seen. And just being able to be present each day. You know, I learn something new. I see something new. I'm inspired in a different way each time I interact with our kids. And it's really just amazing. Okay. And what else do we have? What else do we have? Um, um, dance is one of the, the hallmarks. And I'm a, I'm not a dancer, but I love to <laughs> dance. And seeing our babies out there on the dance floor learning, you know, modern dance and ballet and hip hop and being exposed to different genres that they've never even knew existed or that they never even thought that they could do. Because, you know, we typically we see on social media a lot of the hip hop, but modern dance and ballet and African ballet and really just seeing them flourish in that that area is truly a sight to see. It really is. So and let's can I add to that. So, uh huh. So one of the other things that I think is really unique about the programs that we offer, and what I see in the youth is, you know, and my sister is not going to often toot her horn, um, or any of my siblings really, but the process of tying art, visual, dance, music to healing, to expression, and to journaling. And so we encourage and help to facilitate all of our participants to journal, to express themselves. And because our co-founder and vice president, Mighty Horn, is a licensed professional counselor with experience in working with, and our wonderful, amazing art ambassadors or volunteers like yourself, Hazel, who are experienced in working with these who have had difficult circumstances, who are trying to find outlets to express themselves, incorporating that mental, emotional and uh, sort of really physical healing from art and translating that into journaling and expressing themselves and being able to process that with a professional who understands what that means, um, I think is a part of our programming that touches lives beyond the, the, the finite measures of our workshops but goes way um, outside of those doors. Absolutely. You know, thanks, sister. <laughs> You're so awesome. Well, you know, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. <laughs> Oh, no, you got my back. And, you know, kind of as you were mentioning, you know, we don't like to toot our own horns. And, you know, our our gracious host who invited us, she rarely, if ever, toots her own horn. And, Hassana, you and I know Artworks is very personal um, to us. Um, and everybody that we have on our team has a personal connection to Artworks and to the Heart Program, including Hazel Lake. And I know Hazel. Look, I'm I, look. I'm hosting. You call hosting, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, she she is there front and center. And I know she's gonna talk about her her experience with artworks for Ina and the Heart Program. But Hazel is my ace bookhoon. She's my big sis. Um, she is a patron of the arts, and she is a lover of artworks for Ina. And she has been front and center since day one. Um, and we appreciate you for that. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you all. Um, y'all are my adopted family. Um, and I, you know, once I heard about the program and you came to me, um, I immediately jumped on it. Because what I do know, um, being a dancer and and understanding the healing part, um, Hassani, like you stated, um, dancing saved my life. Um, growing up as a little girl and, you know, dealing with things, I dance was my outlet. And um, we all have to learn that there are different ways of expression. Absolutely. And it's not always the traditional yeah. way of, you know, what the world that uh, Maidi and I know as far as therapy, but um, more of that each each expression we have to know our children. We have to know who we're dealing with and what works for them is what works for them. Yes. And it may not be sitting in a traditional Absolutely. sofa saying, hey, yes. can you tell me about your feelings, right? It yeah. could be the part of, and I can only speak with dance, dance teaches you not only discipline, it not only teaches you about who you are as a person, but it gives you, lends you confidence. It allows you to be away from whatever the situation that you're yes. going on and really come into yourself 
and express yourself, right? And so, um, like I said, when I heard about the program and what all the vision, and I said, this aligns exactly with me. So I'm on, you know, just let me know what to do and how to do it. And I'm there and I appreciate you all. Um, it's Put it like this, it is my honor to be able to be with you all and on this journey and whatever I can do. Um, because when we talk about uh, effective programs, there are not a lot out here. And whatever we can do to keep when we find that productive, uh, exp- uh, that program that is effective, then we need to keep it going. Right. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, go ahead. we are so we are so excited about kicking off the heart program again this year. Yes. You know, with the pandemic, um, we haven't been able to do it over the past two years. The last one ended a bit early uh, because of, you know, COVID. Um, but being able to really start this up again and see the look on the kids' faces and think about, you know, that confidence that comes with grabbing a microphone and not having your head down but picking it up to sing out loud, to speak up and to speak out loud and to have that confidence to dance in front of people. I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps just excited about rolling it out. So I will be in Atlanta, you know, next weekend ready to kick off our program and meet a whole new face, uh, set of faces who are excited about moving forward um, and yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I hear you all talking about art or artworks for Ina. Are there different levels of the program? Um, their artworks for Ina, of course, is our nonprofit. Um, and under the artworks umbrella, we have Artwork Studios, which was founded by our brother and co-founder Christian Horn, which is a creative arts resource center right here in the heart of Atlanta, right in literally in Midtown, in the middle of the city. Um, and, you know, in that space, you know, it's an open space, not for just for young people, but for creatives, to, creatives in the city to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So that is one aspect of our programming. And we are always expanding and building upon that. Um, of course, the, the Artworks for Ina is the nonprofit side. And as we continue to grow, our programs will continue to expand. Um, but the heart mm-hmm. of Artworks for Ina right now is our workshop series. And as Dr. Madison mentioned, you know, our vision is just to really be a 24-7 space for young creatives to really come in and do what they do, whether it's music, whether it's dance, whether it's art, to really have a safe space for them to just come and express themselves. So that's where we see artworks going. That's our vision for artworks and it's happening as we speak. Love it. What ages do you serve? Our um, core group is ages 8 to 18, so it's a, it's a wide range of youth, and they all are welcome. And we've worked with all of those age ranges, and believe it or not, within the same space, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have, you know, dancers of all ages and all different levels, and it's really just amazing to see how they mesh. And, Hazel, you've had a front row seat to that. Yes. You've been an integral part of that, you know, as a dance instructor for um for the heart program. So you, you know what that looks like, but really and truly it's, you know, come one, come all, we are here to serve. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. it's, go ahead, Dr. Go ahead, Dr. Madison. Oh yeah, no. And, and I was just thinking about, you know, our other flagship program, which is the Digi photo group. And that program is really introducing children to digital photography and ex- really trying to expand their imaginations into the use of that art form. Mm-hmm. And I remember my siblings and I sitting around thinking, well, we should restrict this, teenagers it's going to be you know cameras that are complicated and it's going to be digital software and then we had a few parents come up to us and say hey my kid is you know nine or ten and they really want to do this oh wow we found ways to navigate these programs and these opportunities for that age group and so i think trying to think broadly about how to reach the youth where they are in their particular phase Mm-hmm. Um, bodes well for programming that's um, wide-reaching but also lasting over age groups. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, digital photography, again, a something that our kids are not typically exposed to. You guys are offering that. And, again, can I hear the word free? Yes. <laughs> free. 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 <laughs> so, guys, we are going to take a break. Um, when we come back, we are going to talk about um, – not so much. Um, the We're going to go into the program. We're going to keep the program alive. Right, guys? Yes. But we're going to just talk about the effectiveness of programs. And with you all having the experience of running programs, starting programs, our listeners um, 
really want to talk about, you know, the effectiveness of programs within our community. And I want to, you know, want you guys to chime in on this conversation because it is controversial, you know, and I think it's because we've had so many programs come and go, Mm -hmm. right? We've also had programs that were not effective. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had programs um, in our society that have never reached, again, the, the people they've intended to serve. And so I just want you guys to join in with me about this um, topic of effective programming. How about that? Sounds good to me. All right. We'll be back. Sounds good. All right. Girl, you're working with some flash, yeah. Get back, yeah. Make a fella spend the cash, yeah. It's bad, yeah. Girl, you're working with some flash, yeah. Get back, yeah. Make a fella spend the bag, yeah. It's cash, yeah. Girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah. You made it. You made it. Baby, girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah. You made it. You made it. Been a long time coming. All these blessings rolling in. I ain't even see them coming. Too hard, too hard. Too hard now. Uh, they say I need a vacation. Say I need to slow down. And I ain't trying to slow down. Pretty face with a bad attitude. Working like I got too much to lose. Built the up on two by twos. I wonder now I pay too many dues. Head up in my heels. This what life's supposed to feel like. Looking like I'm in a gym, right? Taking side pics, looking thick like. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're working with some flash, yeah. Get back, yeah. Make a fella spend the cash, yeah. It's bad, yeah. Girl, you're working with some flash, yeah. Get back, yeah. Make a fella spend the bag, yeah. It's cash, yeah. Girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah. You made it. You made it. Baby, girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah. You made it. You made it. No more All right, we are back. We are back. Um, Dr. Madison, you there? I, I have to call her Dr. Madison Hassani. I'm just like, <laughs> sis, you there? <laughs> I am here. I mean, like they said, put some respect on my name. I can't. <laughs> that is it. Put some respect. I am still here. <laughs> okay, guys, we have um, just to uh, sum things up on our first half. We talked about um, Artworks for Ina, which is a uh, nonprofit program here in the metro Atlanta area. And as I stated, this show, Holistic Living with Hazel is about bringing communities um, to bringing programs to the heart of the community. Um, We are syndicated to different states and I am going to be working with uh, different states to get programs such as this that are in different areas um, so that we can make sure that these programs that are out here are reaching the community um, at large and and who it's intended to serve, right? Absolutely. It's no point of, you know, having these programs that people have really put their heart and soul into done the work, did the research, and then they're not reaching who they're supposed to. So um, hopefully this platform, um, along with other platforms, will be able to do that. And along with that, um, I want to talk with you all because um, when I said that this program was going to happen, we had a lot of people who wanted to talk about, um, I don't want to say negative you know, but if we're going to talk about it, we need to talk about everything, right? right? And they talked about the ineffectiveness of programs, right? We, they've talked about programs that have um, pretty much started and really not did what they were supposed to do. Um, hey, let's be real. Stole money. Yes. <laughs> All kinds of things, right? Yes. And so people kind of shun away from programs now. And I, and I, again, um, I want to change that narrative if I can with any little platform, with a platform that I have, because again, where programs are not the solution, the full solution, they are part of the solution. Absolutely. And that's never going to change guys. It's never, I will put that on my name. That's not going to change. 
Um, there are pe- kids out here and families out here that will have stories of how programs have saved their lives, right? Have yes. have changed the trajectory of their yes. of their children and their family. So. I think that we will start with what the listeners had, the feedback listeners gave me of some of their concerns. Um, We live in a world now where brown and black boys are in crisis, not only in the Atlanta metro area, but if we look on the news, national news, um, this is taking hold of our black and brown boys um, across the nation and in our um, in our cities. How does the how how let's first first start here. How are affect how are programs? Um, how do you feel that programs are taking a are making a dent in this uh, crisis with our black and brown boys? How can they make a a dent in ca- changing the narrative of the crime of you know drugs and and things that are plaguing them at this time? Um, Hazel, you said it perfectly. You know, programs aren't the solution, but they absolutely are a piece of the puzzle. And you and I are working the therapeutic field, and we know that programming and relationships are typically the catalyst for changes, right? Mm -hmm. The interactions that young people get to have with positive persons, positive programs. You know, you plant the seed, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you... plant that seed, you let it grow, and you hope that it flourishes. And you know that in planting that seed and planting the opportunity and giving our young people a voice, you know, that they use that voice to be productive and to go out and share their gifts and their talents with the world. Dr. Madison, what about you? What do you feel? Yeah, so for me, I really think it is about continuity and follow-up. So, and, you know, my background, my area is oncology, oncology research, on um, tackling health disparities and health inequalities. And there have been tons of programs in that space. So that we're aiming to reduce health disparities, to reduce inequalities, and the programs that go into, you know, areas that are low-income, areas that aren't uh, served regularly by a health care system. And they start programs, and they don't follow up. They don't assess the impact. They don't take a look at how effective it is. They don't listen to the communities to see, is this serving your need? And then how can we respond and react to what's really required for you? It it really almost feels Mm self-serving. And so what, you know, with that in mind, and because I do have a quantitative background, my, with our programs, we think, okay, how can we assess and get feedback regularly from the parents and the students? to see what's effective, to see what we might want to navigate. And so that's through questionnaires, that's through discussions. So we have a quantitative and both a qualitative assessment of how well our program is working or if there are areas for which we will want to improve. And then we have this iteration, iterative process where we go back and say, okay, well, one parent said just really work with their kids and they see them coming out of their shell, let's do more of that. Mm, yes. Or another parent said this isn't working as much, so – can we tweak it for their child's needs? But then the other part that I mentioned is follow-up, is that mm-hmm. we have youth who've been in our program who come back and volunteer. They, you know, they're trying to develop their singing career, so we allow them through the, you know, use of artwork studios to do some recordings there that, um, that they don't have to pay for. And so being able to say, we're not just here for you for this particular program and this finite time, but we're reaching back and being able to connect and say, we, we, we care enough to follow up to see how you're doing in those touch points. So you have a sense of accountability. And really, I think implementing change consistently has to have a level of accountability saying, oh, I remember talking to Mr. Chris in the studio, and he told me rapping about guns and shooting up people, if I've never experienced that and that's not the life I want to live, doesn't make sense. But Mm -hmm. he expressed to me talking about finding the Jordans that I want or focusing my life on X or Y in my music is a reflection of my true character. So being able to say I'm accountable to this person because they've now become a part of my life. So I think it's a measure of both, you know, assessment, follow-up, as well as um, accountability. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I really like, you know, I like to kind of play the background and just kind of observe the therapist in me. I'm taking notes and I'm assessing, I'm listening. And I just love to really just listen to the conversations that Hazel has with the young people about self-esteem and about loving yourself and knowing yourself and being a voice for your siblings, your your peers, how you can reach the community even at a young age. And like you said, Hassani, 
you know, hearing Christian really, you know, plant seeds in our young boys, especially, you know, we have a lot of kids that come into our program who have matriculated through the Department of Juvenile Justice, who, you know, their probation officers are like, you know what, this is your last chance. And, you know, some of our kids come in begrudgingly, and then when they leave, they just have a different level mm. of insight and just a different outlook on life and a different outlook on what they can really and truly accomplish. And kind of, Hazel, to your point, you know, our our young black boys especially, you know, some of them really don't feel like they have an outlet. They don't have a safe space. And, you know, they find these spaces with their, their peers who may not always be the best influence or even some, you know, you know, older people in their community who may not be the best influence on them, but really and truly artworks, studios and artworks for Ina is a safe space for our kids and for them to be able to interact with positive, you know, peers and positive adults who can help make an influence in their life. And that's so important. It really is. I, I, I You're right. I've seen it. I've seen it, you know, where uh, young boys specifically yes. have come into the program. They've even went into dance yeah yes. <laughs> and um went into you know got the, the pen hardest the, little the, boys. right the hardest little boys in the program and the and the painting and the art so guys it's about exposure yes exposure you don't know what you don't know, right? you don't know what you don't know and being like you and i also both you and dr madison talked about um the safe place yes um, being able to explore without judgment um, is something that will, again, change the trajectory of anybody's life, right? Yeah. And so um, you guys, I know, provide that every, you know, and we'll talk about how often um, and how the program is running a little bit later. But you guys offer that on Saturdays where I truly see that kids that, like you said, begrud- begrudgingly come in. But after the first, second week, they're running through the yes, doors. Yes, they are. <laughs> Call it. Y'all can pick me up. Yes. Like, I want to be there. How can I get there? Yes. And so when we um, staying on our brown and black boys, because, again, um, again, we all see it in the news. Do you feel and I love the accountability part, Dr. Madison, um, when we talk about programs, because a lot of these programs, let's just be honest, do put things just put it together without thought, yeah. you know, without follow up. How important was it to you all um, when you began this program to really be, I I always say, outside the box, um, state of the art? You know, how do you keep that going? And what was how important was that to you in starting Artworks for Ina? Sis, I'll let you, you, you tap into that first and then I'll follow up. So I think it was extremely important for me. Um, you know, we grew up, my sister said, in College Park. This is old Nat Ale, south side of Atlanta. <laughs> and when <laughs> when you had these programs in those areas, you know, you know, not knocking it, you got sometimes second-rate equipment. You got second-rate mm-hmm. art supplies. You got second-rate opportunities. And, you know, when I went to high school and my sister and I both went to, were bused to a magnet international study school, my younger sister, Ina, again, who our nonprofit is founded in the honor of, she was bus to Tri-Cities High School, which is a performing arts magnet school. And you get to see, like, wow, these actors, like, there was a full recording studio uh, and news studio at Riverwood High School. I'm yes. like, wow, this is amazing. And so what, I, what we wanted with our program is to make sure that, that our children, our youth, are receiving the best of the best, that they're walking into a fully equipped studio that they're dancing on a dance floor that has mirrors fully surrounding it like you would in any other dance studio. Mm. That the art supplies that they have access to, they're opening the box. Mm. You know, these, and it, mm-hmm. like we've had, we buy kits for each of the kids and their, their questions are, this is mine to keep. Yes, it is mm. yours to keep. You pull the tag off of it. You open it. These are yours. Mm-hmm. And so it creates a sense of pride and ownership over this is mine, this is a top level, this has high value. So you're not feeling, and we don't want our youth to feel like, here's a program and I'm getting less than others. And it really, it translates into pride, it translates Mm -hmm. into enthusiasm to come into the program, and I think it also translates into confidence in knowing your worth and value. And I believe the value of our youth is above and beyond even what we would expect or exceed their expectations. So we want them to feel that even with 
a box of Crayola pencils that have just been opened for the first time. I love it. Like I'm <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You look good. You do well. You do good. You you perform well. You know. I mean, I tell that to my daughters every day. Mm-hmm. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You do good. Yes. And as Beyonce Sanders say, you do good. They pay good. Yes. So, <laughs> you, you got to be ready. Yeah. That's so true. It is. And it's a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's it. You know, the psyche is something else. And when you um, have items that are secondhand and, you know, it just looks like it's just thrown together. Yes. Not only are you um, feeding into what they, they're used to, right? You're not giving them anything different. And so that throwing a, a program together, right, um, and not really setting a foundation for the program, mm-hmm. not, and we'll talk about the funding mm-hmm. of the programs a little bit later, these are the things that I say, have you sat down and really looked at, as my listeners are asking about, you know, how do we start a program? What does that look like? You have to have a foundation. You, do. you really do. And you have to have a mission, and you really have to be passionate and truly invested, mm-hmm. you know, in what it is that you're doing. And, Hazel, you mentioned, you know, you see, you know, programs kind of come and go. And parents can, can sense it, funding sources can sense it, mm-hmm. and most importantly, our kids can sense when you're just there to check a box. Yes. And you're just there to get something done or you're just there to generate funding or you have, you're in it for your own personal gain. And as Dr. Madison, um, a.k.a. Hassani, <laughs> a.k.a. my little sister, um, mentioned, you know, we want our babies to feel like they are the most important people in the world when they walk through those doors yes. at Artwork Studios. We want them to feel valued. We want them to feel loved. We want them to feel a sense of community in that space and that they are important and that, and that they can do anything that they put their minds to. Like, the possibilities are endless. Yes. Because we don't get that. You know, black and brown mm-hmm. children, we don't get that. Right. You know, and even people who have the best intentions don't always relay that. But our we started artworks with one thing in mind, is which is making sure that at any cost, by any means necessary, that the children that we serve get the best of the best and that they recognize the inherent intrinsic value within themselves, no matter what that looks like, whether right. it's in an artistic space or not. Right. So that's absolutely our goal and what we intend to continue to do. And when you hear about the statistics, um, and we'll look, talk a little bit more about our black and brown kids, because, again, it's... Um, you know, it was a topic that came across um, our our net, our page often once this program, once this um, topic was brought up. When we talk about our brown and black kids, um, for you all with this program, are there things that you feel like you you could do more of in in creating with already what you have with the program? Do you have the desire when you see these um, statistics statistics go across the, the the news, when you hear, you know, day in and day out, you know, about what's going on? What do you all feel that you can do more of? I think, you know, you know, given my background as a licensed clinician, um, my just my passion in general is young people and, you know, loving on them and helping them to see the best version of themselves. And, you know, just seeing that it's, it's, it's disheartening at times, but it's also motivating, motivating, mm-hmm. you know, and it drives for me personally, and I'm sure, you know, for Dr. Madison and our siblings is our other siblings who aren't on the show as well, Christian, Nigeria, Ira, um, it just drives our passion and it really just further emphasizes that we are on the right path and it just makes us want to continue to grow and really just be a force to be reckoned with, not just within the city of Atlanta, but within the world so that yeah. all of our all of our black and brown children can really know what it feels like to be loved, to be cared for, to be considered, to be empowered, to be, you know, strengthened. Um, so for me, it's it's motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take it as a sign Um to continue the work that we're doing and to continue to grow and build upon that so that we can expose as many children as we can to the arts. I love it. Dr. Madison. Yeah. So I was, while you guys were talking, I was sitting here thinking like, how can I pin down one of the things that we want to do more of? Impact. There's so many, but you know, in, in thinking about, you know, my, 
father worked in the the juvenile justice system and the prison system in Atlanta. We, you know, family members have been in and out of prison and, you know, young, and we've experienced that firsthand. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, being able to find a way to navigate and disrupt and displace and completely eliminate that, you know, school-to-prison pipeline. And finding a way that we can have a road straight off of that into the arts or music or dance Mm -hmm. where our youth find a way to actively navigate not only circumstances whereby there are educators or, uh, you know, principals, et cetera, who are settling them into spaces where you know, requires juvenile justice system that might not be warranted, but that they can Mm -hmm. manage those situations themselves um, and find a way to not end up in that place. And so I think for me, that would be one of the ways. So we started that with our, you know, partnership with the Department of Juvenile Justice to navigate um, having youth in our programs who might be slated for that route. But I think there's a whole lot that we want to do. And, you know, the, the joys of being able to write and generate grant funding and having a mission by which, we have a team that can um, get those funding. I think that's one of the areas that we would love to kind of continue to do more in. Yes, and and you guys have developed a program that I always say, um, you know, don't build your program that um, you are you have walls, right? And mm-hmm. that in order to grow or expand, you have to break down those walls. Mm-hmm. Start your program with an open floor plan, yeah. so that when things happen. And things come about where you want to do more, mm-hmm. you're open to do that openly. You don't have to restructure, but you have a started mm-hmm. open floor plan um, that you can expand because that's what the world is about. Yeah. You know, it changes all the time, right? Yep. You know, we could be today talking about our black and brown boys, and the next day we're turning up talking about our brown and black uh, girls, mm-hmm. right? And you may have to shift, but that open floor plan allows you to come you know, open up and be free to move about the room. Yes, literally. <laughs> as you free as you as you feel that you need to and being creative about it. And so I love that about your program because even though it's geared to the arts, you can you can take it anywhere you want to take it, you know? And that's a that's yes. a beautiful thing. And that's really the goal and you know, Hassani is the is the the research scientist, but statistics show that like Arts are a springboard and a catalyst and a platform for people to be successful in any area of life. Mm -hmm. You know, we start, like Hassani and I said, we grew up, we have a very creative, artistic, musically inclined father. My um, family, my father sings, my mother sings, um, my dad's brother is a, is a musician christian is and a musician, you sing and i sing thank you um you know <laughs> they and made us we, sing the time <laughs> and you know we draw and we dance um and you know we're not outside of christian who is actually you know actively on a day-to-day basis really engaging in the arts and that's his life's work we we've branched out into other areas but because we had that foundation we were able to be successful in our respective careers and it's you know and that's what we want our kids to see like you were saying and it's an open floor plan it's a catalyst it's a springboard to do whatever it is whatever path in life you decide to you know to venture out to and move into absolutely love it love it love it love it i think um for our listeners you know when we talk about and address um our brown and black boys um we are here for it. I understand the the urgency because we, you know, we see it on the news every day. And so, uh, programs such as this, um, Artworks for Ina, and other programs that we will be um, spearheading, spotlighting. Um, we just want to always talk about that because yeah. we want to, like Dr. Madison said, the biggest thing about our our programs is that we want to hold them accountable. Absolutely, right and. That is one way that we can do that by asking the questions like, you know, you got like you all have have done. And I've asked mm-hmm. <laughs> um, arts for uh, artworks for Ina, like, how are y'all addressing this? You know, yeah. and what are your intentions on address, addressing this and other things that come in our society? Right. right. And so you guys are doing that um, our, for our listeners. We also they also had talked about um, or asked if they were interested in starting a program or spearheading a program in the community, what advice would you give them in developing and maintaining a, a program? You kind of guys have already kind of talked on that, but, you know, kind of summarize that. Either one of you well, all. I would, 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I would say first surround yourself. Develop a team that has the skills uh, and the passion you need to make the, the program a success and are committed to see it through. Um, and as you're looking for funding or planning to implement it, get what it is that you need to be successful and that you're able to execute. So we've had opportunities come for us that are, you know, tons of money and we're thinking about how to use it. And some things we've turned down because we said at this time, this is not what we're able to execute in a way that would be efficient and would, would be of value to the participants. So really think about how you map out your program and take some time to think, okay, is this a need that needs to be filled or is there an organization or program that's currently doing that? And then if there's something already, someone already doing it, think about partnering and building on those existing programs in a way that can make them more robust or have a further reach versus trying to establish a novel program that might have a smaller uh, uh, reach or impact. Yes, I love that. Definitely. Um, like Hassani said, definitely your foundation is your team. Who, you know, the best people to have in your circle are the people who are truly invested in your mission and your vision. Um, and we at Artworks for Ina are lucky to have that one of our board of directors um, members, Ashley Arnold, is our childhood friend, and she is a grant writer. She's phenomenal. Um, and she's just been really pivotal in just kind of helping push Artworks for Ina forward. Um, one of our childhood friends that we came up with in College Park, my brother and he were um, in the marching band together. Actually, his little sister and Ina went to school together. Wow. Um, he's one of our art ambassadors, Jason Stewart. Um, and it's just amazing that, you know, it's the universe, God, whoever you, you know, you believe your higher power is. If you if your intentions are genuine, the people will come like Hazel, you know, you and mm -hmm. I, that's a whole other story, yes. but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, you were there and it was it was a yes and it's been a yes and you've been consistent. So I think that's that's super important. Having a team that's invested in your mission and vision. Um, and having someone, people who are willing to stick and stay, because this is not easy. You know, getting funding is not easy. Um, even though our programs are free and no cost, you know, because of our target audience, really getting some tra traction marketing to the community, how we can bring into bring um, kids into the studio, bring kids into the program. Um, given, you know, some of their life circumstances, how do we how do we have our furthest reach? Um, so really, all of those things you really have to take into consideration when you're starting a nonprofit and really just being patient and just trusting the process and allowing it to unfold. Yeah. And to add to that, um, you know, when we talk about funding and do your research, um, again, setting the foundation and the research is part of it. Looking to see, I think Dr. Um, Madison talked about, you know, looking what the needs are, right, in the community in which uh, which um, you're trying to serve. All those things are important because when you get ready to find grants and things like that, understand partnership and networking is the key. Absolutely. When you when you find it a is. lot of grants, they want you they want to see how you have connected yes. to the community, but not just the community, but how you've connected to others that ha do the similar things, mm -hmm. right? And so when you are when you're developing that, you are not on an island by yourself. And that they're all. making sure when you again, when you see those grants, they have specifics. Who have you connected with? How are y'all? How are you going to grow within the community? Those things are important, and also just think about it. Not only they are, are they important, then it helps you out yeah. because you're not trying to do it all yourself. So exactly, yes. So make sure, um, listeners, that those of who are are trying to um, and have the heart and desire to do this. Um, the way the grants are, are written now and that you have to, um, the qualifications is that you have to network. And they want to see that you're not trying to do this by yourself. Yes. How are you connecting to the yes. community? How are you utilizing the resources that you currently have in your community? Yeah. Absolutely. And the only way you know that yeah. and do that is research. Yep. Exactly. And and reach out, research and reach out. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think having our home base, the artwork studios and the number of creatives within the community and I think outside the community that come and utilize those spaces. If you come into our artwork studios, I'm sure you've heard my brother Christian talk about artworks for Ina. He is always reaching out to say, hey, we have this nonprofit. You want to volunteer? We have this opportunity. You want to hear about it? And we're connecting to the community. And that has opened so many doors and really also has. brought in youth who could be impacted 
by our program. So, you know, doing your research, we didn't start our nonprofit until several years after our sister passed because we wanted to make sure that we had our ducks in a row. And we started with local funding. We started with um, corporate funding. And we just recently got uh, government funding, which if anyone's looking for that, it is a haze. Get ready. (laughs) Have your P's crossed, your I's dotted, because they're going to want to know every single thing that you're doing, who you're doing, how you're doing it, and why you're doing it. So be prepared and and pace yourself. Think about where you want to start, but also where you want to finish and govern yourself accordingly. Yes. All of that. Love it. So, um... I cannot leave this um, uh, studio without letting people know how they can get involved with Artworks for Ina and um, how to volunteer. Um, Again, this all started about connecting, right, to the community and to the people that they serve. So we want to know also how can we, if we have a child between the ages of 8 and 18, or if we know uh, someone who has a child between the ages of 8 and 18, how can they get involved? How can uh, someone like me um, say, hey, I want to help I want to help you guys mission. I love what you're doing for the arts and how you're connecting it, um, how you're using it for, you know, healing and therapy. How do I get involved? So we need to know all of that. We need to know handles. We need to know all of that. <laughs> everything. You want everything. everything. Okay, so, um, our website is www.artworks, with an S, W-O-R-K-S, the number four, E-N-A dot org. Um, again, it's artworks, A-R-T-W-O-R-K-S, the number four, Ina.org. That's our same handle on Instagram and Facebook, um, TikTok, TBD. <laughs> but if you go onto our website, you can find out about our programs. If you go to the Contact Us tab, you can find out how you can insert your information to become a volunteer, um, as well as ways to get in contact with us to ask us about our programs. Um, or just to chat with us. Uh, and so we, we follow up with DMs via Instagram. And if you put uh, within the contact page on our website that you want to be a volunteer, or as we call them, our art ambassadors, of which Hazel is one, um, you can do that right on our website, and we'll be in contact with you as soon as we get that message. But please feel free to reach out to us in any of the methods that you know I've noted. Okay, so Dr. Madison, you did that for our radio listeners. So I hope that my co-host was listening because I'm going to have her do it for our um, Facebook listeners who are on um, via Facebook. So can you repeat that for the Facebook and and Instagram folks? Yes. So if you want to get in contact with us, find out information about our program, our mission, our vision, um, any of the above, you can Go to www.artworks, A-R-T-W-O-R-K-S, the number four, E-N-A dot O-R-G. Um, our social media is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, the same handle, Artworks for Ina, the number four, E-N-A. If you want to find some additional information about Artworks Studios, it's A-R-T-W-O-R-K-K-S, Studios, um, dot com. Um, the same for the social medias. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Artworks, W-O-R-K-K-S Studios. Um, You know, reach us via email, you know, snail mail, artworksforena at gmail.com. Our contact information is up on our website. It's up on our social medias. We respond to DMs. We respond to emails. We respond to smoke signals. We want to hear <laughs> from you. We want to be in the building. I'm also going to put it on the Holistic Living with Hazel page. So you can get that information. You guys can pass that on and we will put it up on our page because I know that the um, the winter cycle is starting um, for yeah. um, yes. our new applicants that are, so we need you, you know, we need to do it right now, yeah. right? So yes. Um, yes. I want to make sure that we put that application Again, the winter cycle is starting. And so if you have a family, if you have a child between the ages of 8 and 18, um, you need to make sure that you definitely, and you live in them. I I keep forgetting, y'all, I'm in other states, okay? If you are in the Atlanta metro area, okay? But then you know what? In all of the above. But you know what, y'all? In the I think that we have something going. I think y'all need to spread it out to other states. 
Oh, I was happy. That is on our list. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> My best friend lives in Dallas, Texas, and she's like, I cannot wait for you guys to bring artworks to Dallas. Y'all need to bring artworks to Texas. And our older sister, Nigeria, who's a co-founder, she lives in Dallas as well. So she's going to be spearheading our Dallas chapter of artworks. So, you know, you mentioned, Nigeria. did you mention Dallas just by, you know, because, you, know, you know, I may live. Fan, so, you know. <laughs> We would love to keep her here, but if she wants to move to Dallas, mm. to, you know, to, to spare her artworks for Ina, Man. we are happy to Dr. Make Madison, happen. y'all may have something going here. Well, <laughs> well you know, I, I'm actually based in Maryland, so I'm, I'm always thinking about ways to bring artworks here to Maryland. And so, you know, we would love to extend and expand our reach and our impact on youth. Uh, and so we're looking for partners. We're looking mm-hmm. for people who are excited about volunteering and who are excited and passionate about changing the lives of you. I love it. That I love it. it. Well, guys, we are wrapping it up. And when I tell you that um, it was amazing, um, you guys are my actual first uh, community to uh, program to community um, show. And so I Yay. Like I said, I already knew this was going to be the first one anyway. I already knew that. Uh, <laughs> but for it's amazing. You guys are amazing. It's dynamic. And I'm just so excited to, um, you know, just see where this is going to take you all and to also be a part. Remember, yes. Holistic Living with Hazel, you guys always have a partner over here. You always have a network over here. Okay. Thank you yes, all. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you all for, for my listeners. Um, again, you can reach us at Facebook Live, um, Facebook, um, Instagram, and um, uh, Facebook at, at Holistic Living with Hazel. Thank you all for showing up. Thank you all for showing out today. And I wish you all just blessings. Make sure the rest of your week is awesome. Do it on do something on purpose. Okay. And I thank you and I'll see you on the next show. Bye. Thank you for listening to Holistic Living. Tune in to iHeartRadio or TheReal1100.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Holistic Living Podcast. Hey.